to say yes sir and then the bible goes on to say eh hey, hey, if you are obedient you are calling the bible alaba shake bredo sokodo hey hallelujah ah no let's do this thing give me first peter chapter 3 i feel the anointing to teach this thing the light if the light goes on it's not enough for the light to go on the bible says the light shines it shines no my light will not just go on hora basakala mashida bahaya mambro dos dagida haya no my light will not just go on it's not enough that you clear you have to be excellent your light no 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 it's, it's not enough that you feel before and he has put all things under his side under his side Last week we looked about we looked at hearing the the word of the Lord and we looked at how God can teach you through circumstances. I put up a post on Facebook. How many were able to see it? <laughs> the one that had about the word of the Lord even you. Huh? The one where I was in court regalia. <laughs> Are you saying I post that much? <laughs> Wow, I am such a blessing. <laughs> so, I, and I talked about how, just an example of how God can lead you through circumstances. I mean, court, we're about to experience, uh, we're about to have uh, trial. And then, I'll go straight to the point. And then there's, uh, normally we've got ushers or marshals they go to a person before they give their testimony then they give them the bible and then they swear or they affirm on that bible that the testimony they are going to give is the truth and nothing but the truth so help me god anybody ever heard that before so she went with the blue gideon's bible and before she gave it to him she spread it it's not sanitizer just in case the bible has coronavirus Then she gave it to him. And just right there, as I was observing that scenario, God began to speak to me and he said, You see, it is the word of God which is in your heart, not which is on paper, which works. Because the one which is on paper may need sanitizer. And the person can actually get coronavirus because they get that hard copy Bible from someone who had coronavirus. And they, they touched the Bible and they got sick. <laughs> They touch the Bible. And they, why? Because it is not the word of God which is on paper in itself. So there are people who, for example, sleep on the Bible so that they don't have bad dreams. <laughs> Then that's when the bad dreams hit. That's religion. But the, the, the thing that God wants you to do is to take that word which is in the Bible, put it in your heart. Then when it comes into your heart, Joshua is told you you shall meditate this book of the word of God shall not depart out of your mouth because it is the one on your mouth which is effective the one which works for you is the one that is not even just the one in your heart the one that is in your mouth for the word of God is living and active now 
That word, word, is the word rhema. And the word rhema also means the spoken word. So, the word of God, not, not the logos there. Says, other versions say, that's Hebrews 4 verse 12, for the word which God speaks, that word, word is rhema, not logos. So, the power is in the word that you are speaking. Are you listening to me? Not the one that is you have as you are walking, like it's a charm, I've got the Bible, and you do something. No, 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 no. It's good for you to walk with the Bible. But the one that is going to be working is the one in your... And this is what God was basically teaching me. He was reaffirming some of the things. I think it's Amplified Classic which says the word that God is speaking. So he was just reaffirming some of the things. Now you can imagine, the word of the Lord came to me as I was observing. Just, you can imagine I'm in court. (laughs) You would think God is not there. But the Spirit of God is always there with me. This is why you can't have two lives, two lives, one for in class, then the other one for in church. Because if you allow God's space in your life, even right there, when you are in class, God will be speaking to you. The word of the Lord will be coming to you as the teacher is talking to you. And many times it has happened to me like that. God is teaching me things whilst my teacher is talking. Are you listening to me? The word of the Lord will always be coming to you. You can just be observing life like this. The word of the Lord is coming to you. You can just see a red car like that. The word of the Lord comes to you. That's the beauty about our God. Hallelujah. Somebody say, that's the beauty about our God. So we looked at um, Jeremiah and how he easily received the word of the Lord. I also told you that when a prophet says the word of the Lord came to me, it may not necessarily mean that he heard an audible voice. It may mean that, it can mean that he heard the audible voice of God. As in the case of Adam and Eve, it was said of them the word of God in the cool of the day. They heard the voice of God walking in the garden. So sometimes the word of God can come to you and you hear God. And you see, sometimes the way that word comes, it feels, it feels just a warmth as if you are talking, but it's not you. But it's at the same volume as if you are the one talking. Like I was driving home, and then I just heard a voice. It's not a voice as in, I don't know how I can explain it, but it's not a voice as in you're hearing a, a voice from outside. There's that. But just from inside. But it's, you know it's not you. Normally when it, you are the one thinking, you don't say, was, was I the one thinking? You just think, you don't ask. But the moment you wonder, wait, was it me? Then probably it is God. And, I, you know, I heard the, this word. Have you ever noticed that it's been so long since you changed your tires? And then I figured, yes. And then I've been moving the longest. And I realized God has been blessing my tires. Just like that. Oh, my tires used to burst. My tires used to, I used to change tires. But this time I've been going to Chalimbana back. I would go to Chalala back. Before the, back. <clears throat> but it's been a long time and they've been okay. Why? God, God literally told me, I've been keeping your tires. I'll be changing the tires because they are finished. <laughs> That's the only reason. Otherwise, God has been... Imagine, just like that. I heard. Another time I was sitting down and I heard God tell me. I was just sitting like this. I just heard a voice. You will never struggle with rent. Imagine. <laughs> But you see, if you are 
have enough spiritual intelligence. Hmm? Any good word which God spoke to me, he doesn't need to speak to you about it. So instead of saying, I risk that, I discover my word. If you are saying, mm, our friends, no, 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 no. If your father buys a TV, you don't start saying, my father's TV. You go in that living room and start watching the thing. And when you go out, you tell your friends, ask our TV. It's a 55 inch. I'm just trying to help you. When I tell you something, it means God is just, God tells me something, it means God is telling you. And if you don't have a car, it means it has to come. So just so that the tires can't finish. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if somebody is hearing me here. <laughs> just because how will the tire not finish? <laughs> if you're using your feet. Are you catching the revelation? Don't, stop, stop all that stuff. Oh, I've not even started school. God, does God bless you because of your school? <laughs> Hallelujah. Just like it's a warm feeling. Now, how, sit down. How does God do these things? These are some of the things I want to talk to you about. When, when we read the Bible, in the book of, of Galatians chapter number 5, I'm going to pick out one strand. You see, when you are in church like this, be careful to judge the word of God correctly. Because if you don't, like someone says, God told me I'll never struggle with rain, then you're saying, hey, <laughs> oh, our friends, you're not judging the word of God correctly. Because that word is being given to you so that the same thing can begin happening in your life. It's the only reason why God speaks to one person but that word can affect many people afterwards. The book of Galatians was never written to you. It was written to a few people called the Galatians. There were a few. But how come you use it? It's because in the mind of God, He knew that many people would benefit from, us, from that. So if you look at, at it and say, hey, our friends even received books from Paul. Hmm, must be nice. You are not judging the word of God correctly. Are you seeing that? Somebody say, I am awakened. So the Bible says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, which is basically patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. Now, if you've attended discipleship class and you've heard me talk about righteousness, you know that in some of these fruits of the Spirit, I went into detail and how they affect our nature. The Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is. Now the word Spirit there is in capital. It's not supposed to be that. It's supposed to be in small, small letters. Because it's not the Holy Spirit who grows fruits. He doesn't need to grow fruits. It's because the word Spirit in the Greek is one, pneuma. Now they when they are writing spirit, whether it's the Holy Spirit, whether it's an angelic spirit, the demonic spirit, it, does, it just puts spirit in the Greek. So you have to derive from context that what is being talked about is a Holy Spirit, a human spirit, or a demonic spirit. Do you understand that? So the people who are interpreting here, that word spirit, it is my belief that they use the wrong spirit to say Holy Spirit because they put capital S. They should have put small s. Why? Because although context may suggest otherwise that it could be the Holy Spirit, 
when you study the spirit of the gospel, you then realize that it is not the Holy Spirit who grows fruits, but it is your human spirit, your recreated human spirit, is the one who begins to grow fruit. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us in the book of Romans chapter number 5, verse 5, that the love of God has been shed abroad our hearts by the Holy Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit begins to help your spirit grow fruits. So, you are the one who needs to grow patience. You are the one who needs to have gentleness. Because you can be saved and still be rude. Have you ever, you guys, have you ever met a girl you like and she's a believer and she's just rude? You don't know what you want to, to take her away from the kingdom of singleness. To, but she's just been rude. But she speaks in tongues. But then she's rude. Very saved but rude. There are people like that. When you read John chapter number 15, Jesus is teaching and he says, he says, I am the vine. My father is a vine dresser. He says, whatever branch which is in me, which does not bear fruit, he says it does what? He cuts off. So, you are the branches. He is the tree, the trunk, the vine. And God is a vine dresser. Now, the responsibility of the vine dresser or the husbandman or the gardener is to ensure that there is enough fertilization, you know, there is enough spacing, and that the environment is conducive for the growth of the trees and the plants. The responsibility of the trunk, which is a tree, is to take nutrients from the vine dresser or from the gardener and take them up into the rest of the tree and into the branch. The responsibility of the branch is to receive all those nutrients and grow fruit. What, what we are trying to say here, it is not the responsibility of the tree to grow fruit. Because if it was the responsibility of the tree or the trunk to grow fruit, then he would, he would not have said, any branch in me that bears fruit I'll cut off. Because it would have been unfair if it is God's responsibility to grow your fruit for him to cut you off. You need to know that it is your responsibility to grow your fruit. What he does is he engrafts you into the nature. He engrafts you into himself. You now belong to that tree. And now he begins to make all the supply available. All the nutrients that you need. All the minerals that you need. So that they can move from him to you. And now that you have all that material, you have all that it takes, you can grow that fruit. Are you saying therefore that it, it shouldn't be the, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, but the fruit of your recreated human spirit? So this is why some of you know, yes, you have the Holy Spirit. Yes, you are saved, but you know you that you know that you know that you are impatient. Why? It's because you have not yet grown that fruit. But remember, you still you have what it takes to grow that fruit. Some of you know that you know that you are saved. You love Jesus. You just can't control yourself. Anything you have to comment. You, want, you have to participate in everything. You, you do anything. You can't just be the two of you with a girl in a room. There will be a challenge. <laughs> you just can't keep money for the department. There will be disbursements that you can't account for. Soon we'll find you with an iPhone 13 Pro Max. You just can't stay without money. You have to borrow. 
You love Jesus. But just take a fruit, there is no. You, know, you love God, but you just struggle to love some Christians. What they did in the past, you just can't get over it. You, what you did to Jesus, you got over. Huh? You, every time we think about it, you just can't. You love God. You believe you are going to heaven. But what that man did, you can't let go. Jesus can come, you know, he's Lord over your money, Lord, but not Lord over your forgiveness. That one, we need, Lord, come. I need to explain to you what that man did. Are you listening to me? So it means that there's a part of the fruit that you need to grow. Now, you see why you need to grow all this fruit. It's because some of these fruits are not just fruits in themselves. They are a language. There are some fruits which are not just a fruit that spells your character, but they are a language. And this is why you must endeavor to grow them. Let me give an example. When you grow the fruit of love, you become like God because the Bible says God is love. So the more you grow in loving people and tolerating people, the more you become like God. And shortly you begin, you become able to use the language of God. As some examples I can give. But there are times when my leaders tell me, oh no, you can't do this, this person will just do this. The only song I have for them is <laughs> How many know that song? I've grown in love and patience. You can't be a pastor if you don't have patience. You can't. Did you know that sheep are some of the dumbest animals? So when the Bible is comparing you to sheep, <laughs> yes, actually, I'm telling you truth by study. Sheep are not very smart animals. They are only a little strange because when a sheep knows that you're about to kill it, it will isolate itself and sit. How it knows, no one knows. But if it knows that you're about to eat it, it will go and sit like with alone. <laughs> so don't plan, just go and eat. <laughs> but they grow ticks, they become dirty, they and they are so dumb. You know, there's that 99. Remember the story of the 99? He goes for the one. In context, it means that it keeps going out and going out and going out. One of the reasons why the others remain is because they can't go anywhere. Because they will go and go and go. I couldn't find the English words, I'm sorry. So I, and you know what they do? Normally what a, a shepherd will do is will get that sheep, break its leg, and bandage it so that it can't go anywhere. And sheep, without a shepherd, in a short time, they will die. So we always need a shepherd. We need Jesus, our shepherd. Hallelujah. 
you need to be shepherded because we are vulnerable without a certain environment. <laughs> so you need patience to be a shepherd because sheep can do things. Back in our mentorship days, we just, I am God. You know, but now we are patient now. Because we realize people don't grow at the same rate. Are you listening to me? If you are not patient, okay, I will teach the pastors, but amen. So some of these fruits, like love, the more you practice them, they are a language. You begin talking like God. You begin behaving like God. Even the power that begins moving in you is God-like. Simply because you love. Most of the time, Jesus healed the sick. The Bible says he had compassion over them. And that compassion converts to power. If you want to move in power, one of the things you need is compassion. You need to not just say, I want to demonstrate the power of God. No, 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 no. no. That's good. But you need to love people. Because God will ask you, why do you want power? There are some people, even in ministry, even new people, deacons and ministers, I see there are people you have appetite for. You can spend hours talking to this person. But then the other person, you will just be quiet. You say one or two things, you go. I see, when I give it, you cancel that one. You have energy. And I don't know why it's like this. It, for many men, you find, if you give a man to cancel a man, it will be so fast. But bring a girl. <laughs> yeah, so we begin from Genesis. How come you have patience for a girl, but you don't have patience for a guy? But like I said last time, those are also animal impulses. That's what the Bible says in Colossians 3 verse 5. Mm. Kill, deaden, put to death. All those evil desires lurking in your members. It says all those animal impulses, that's amplified classic, employed in sin. Because it's animal impulses. Then I ask you a question. Have you ever seen two female dogs clicking? You've never lived with dogs. They don't click. It's animal impulses. So you know you can't click with fellow girls. Animal impulses. How come you, you only click with boys, but fellow girls you are struggling? And you know you are the one. You just like fellow, fellow, fellow boys. You can't click. (laughs) It's animal-like. Only animals do that. Not a person who's filled with the spirit who's born again. You need to start clicking with fellow girls or fellow guys. You need to. You're not an animal. I want to say an animal impulse. You're not not from the animal kingdom. You belong to Jesus. It's there in the Bible. Have you seen it? Yeah. It says kill, deaden, deprive of the evil desires in your body parts. Those animal impulses. Call them animal impulses. And though that is earthly, that is employed in sin. Sexual vice. Anyways, impurity. Sensual appetites. Unholy desires. Greed. Covetousness. Have you ever seen a dog which has secured the bone? Should a small dog come close, what will happen? If you are greedy, you belong to that WhatsApp group. But by virtue of this word, there is mass deliverance. Yeah. Greed, covetousness. I got jacket, I got kangwamina. <laughs> okay.
you should be able to, even in ministry, you should be able. If I'm able to talk to anyone at the same time, sit you down, counsel you. doesn't matter you're a girl, you're a boy. Let me also tell you, God had to deal with me in this. Because you are carnal, if there are just certain people you like talking to, when you look at the faces, I can talk to that one. But others you can't. It's in the flesh. So anyone who comes to you, you must be able to help. Regardless of how they are looking or they are not looking. Are you listening to me? That's just a ministry tip for you. But the more you walk in love, the more you become like God. And the Bible also teaches you that there is no fear in love. Because perfect love casts out of fear. And it says, because we know that as he is in heaven, so, so our, he who fears is not made perfect in love. Are you listening to me? He also says, whoever loves his brothers abides in life. Because it says, the one who doesn't abides in death. So it's a, you see, there are many people who are sick in the body because they don't walk in love. One of the ways to walk in health is this thing called love. Walk in love. Because if you are walking in, you have issues with people. You can find the devil says, okay, because you've got beef. You are always upset, upset. That is a character which belongs to the devil. Okay, I'll teach you on that later. I need to walk in love. James chapter 5 verse 16 says, Pray for one another. Forgive one another that you may be healed. Already you've been told that unforgiveness is the reason why some people are sick. In the body you are sick because you are not walking in love. So every time you forgive someone, you are doing it for yourself first. Are you listening to me? Every time you forgive someone, you are doing it for who? For yourself. Another, another one. Mm, this is powerful. Another way, another fruit of the Spirit, that is a language, is peace. Why you need to be peaceful is because peace is a language. Okay. I want you to write that down. Why you need to, be, to grow the fruit of peace is because peace is a language. I'm going to leave that end loose. Next week I'll tie it. I want to show you something. One way in which God is going to speak to you as per the first example that I gave you is to your spirit. Because remember, God is a... Listen, you need, don't miss these parts. God is a... So one way in which God is going to speak to you is by the Holy Spirit to your spirit. That level of communication is very different. Sometimes it will spill over to your ears, but many times it will not. So you have to learn to discern it. Now, what the Bible teaches is this. In the book of Romans chapter number 8, verse 14. First, let's read in Proverbs chapter number 20, verse 27. Proverbs chapter number 20, verse 27. It says, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. I want you to give me that scripture. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. I don't know why I didn't send this scripture. One, two, three, go. <clears throat> Give it to me in the NLT.
Give it to me in the Amplified Classic. The spirit of man, I like this, says that factor in human personality which proceeds immediately from God. Do you know what that means? So there's a factor in you which proceeds immediately from God, which means that one which is just like God. There's a person on the inside of you who is just like God. The one who was made in the image and likeness of God, that's the one being talked about. He says, the spirit of a man, that factor in human personality, that also means there are many factors in human personality. There's the body and the soul. Those are factors in human personality. But there's this special personality. It's called a factor which proceeds immediately from God. That is the part of you which is exactly like God. Let me have this, the three of you. One, two, three. Hurry up quickly. Come here. So these are human factors. Face aside all of you. <laughs> this is the body. This is the soul. And this is yes. All these make a human being. There are some people who say that the spirit is the real you and they understand what they mean. But the plan of God for a human being was not for him to be a spirit. The plan of God for a human being was to be this. You can't say, your nose is the real you. Because if you don't have your nose, <laughs> I can breathe through my mouth. Someone was saying, these days I don't beg anyone. I don't even beg my nose. If my nose is blocked, I breathe through my mouth. <laughs> Do you know why the Bible specifically teaches that graves will open and the dead will come out? Because their spirits have already been in heaven. But why, if their spirits are the only ones which matter, why are the graves opening and their bodies are coming up together to, to meet with their spirits? It's because your body also matters to making you a human being. You are not a human being if you are only a spirit. Yes, you are a human being in a sense. But God decided to make you out of material. You are a special being. He took soil and diffused that soil with the spirit and that fusion formed a soul now the part I am God I'll be, I'll be God in this because remember that God is spirit right so if God is going to make anything in his own image and likeness he's going to make a spirit so God makes a human being firstly as a spirit he puts everything in the spirit. Okay? Then, what he's doing is he's preparing the earth. He prepares this, prepares this. Let there be trees, let there be grass, let there be this. Now, remember God is a spirit. As a spirit, as you can see, he's going through everything. Do we? So what God decides is, ah, since I want to give him an earthly assignment, I'm going to put him in a body. And so God takes some of this soil that he created, he puts it together, and... He forms this body. Okay? And so what he does now, the Bible says, and he breathes into man the breath of life. So he now puts him inside, he fuses them. And then when he fuses them, 
this one is born out of their fusion. So the fusion of the body and the spirit is what formed the soul. God did not necessarily create the soul. What he created was the spirit and the body. But the soul is a part of the human being which moves in between the realm of the spirit and the physical realm. Your soul is in between two places because in your soul is your intellect, your will, your emotions, your thinking. Now the spirit does not express itself in the earth without going through the mind. Because it is the learning that you have in the mind which is part of the soul that is able to express what is deep in the realm of the spirit so that the body can have a capacity to express it. Even faith is of the heart. But if you have to express it, it will just be in the realm of the spirit. So how you express it is you learn. How you learn, you can't learn without your mind and your mind is here. There's a difference between the brain and the mind. The brain is here. It's gray matter. The mind is here. And the brain is only a part of the mind. And the brain expresses what is happening in the mind. And so you want to have faith. If you want to have faith, the word of God will come to your spirit. It will bypass everything. It will come to your spirit. So when it comes to your spirit, your spirit will agree. Then your mind has to now begin believing it. After the mind opens up, when you think through it, this is where the battle is normally between these two. Because this one, the fallen mind, has been given so much to the things of the flesh. When it is thinking, it's only thinking what this one is seeing. It's only thinking mathematics. Only thinking, mm, if I have pain, it means I have to cry. Now there's a whole dimension this side, which it has not been exposed to yet. So normally the problem is in between here. This one is just a mode of expression. Because whatever these two agree, if this one agrees, <laughs> if this one agrees, this one will just express. I don't know. I need to show something important. No, no, no. Maintain your what? But just come back. Just come behind a little. Yeah. And so, body. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so, when God is talking to you, He will bypass everything and come to Him. Now imagine, it means him first, first the, him, he has to convince this one that God spoke to him, and then afterwards, convince this one as well. Are you following? That's where the issue is. But the problem is, this one only feeds on information that benefits this one, and not the one that benefits this one. This is the body, this is the soul, this is the spirit. So if this one is only feeding on the eternals, I don't know what cartoon you are going to watch. Are you, every, all the information you are getting is coming here. It may come here, but it will not benefit this one because this one is a spirit. So it is coming, it's benefiting this one. It's benefiting this one. You like tortillas so much, it's only benefiting this one. It's only benefiting this one. 
It's only benefiting this one. So this one is growing in the things of the flesh. It's growing. All you know is mathematics and medicine. Because this is where the mind is. This one is the source. This one is the method through which the information comes here. So it's only, you pray once, you pray once in a week. It benefits this one. Because this one increases in the flesh. And the flesh is not just a physical body. It's a mindset as well. There are people who think in the flesh. So this one is growing and growing. So next time anything of God comes and you hear the word of God, that a virgin gave birth. Imagine you've learned all the genetics, you've learned fertilization and reproduction, and there's no way, every, this one, all he has learned is that it's not possible for a virgin. How? Then as you are going, you are also told, no, there was a woman who was old in her age. She had passed the age of menopause and she gave birth. You have learned everything as a doctor. All the information you have, all the information you have is to the effect that it's not possible. So this one now begins to block this one from, from believing, from expressing himself. Because all the information that has been given makes this one so big and this one so small. And it makes this one, the spirit, subject to the, to the, to the soul. It's like the example which Dr. Miles Monroe of Blessed Memory gave. He said, the, the elephant is bigger than the lion. But every time that the elephant sees the lion... What does it see? The elephant sees a predator, an eater. Meanwhile, a small lion, when it sees an elephant, it sees lunch. How come? Meanwhile, the lion is weaker than the elephant. The difference is this. The big body and the strength of the elephant has been made a slave to the mindset of the elephant. Meanwhile, the, the lion does not look at itself as small. It believes I'm the king of this jungle. I call the shots. I eat anything I want to eat. I eat according to my cravings. The lion can eat porcupine, anything. Says, Jesus looks at them. They are sleeping. Then he says, no, 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 no. The spirit is willing. The spirit is trying. We need to pray. We need to pray. This one is saying, put, it, put your hand on your head. Can't fancy, sit down. <laughs> he says, now Jesus is looking at him. This is the body. The body is just sleeping. Jesus did not say, the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. He said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh. Remember, the flesh is not just the body. It includes the mindset. When the Bible says, the two shall become one flesh, keep sitting down. When the Bible says, listen, when the Bible says, the two shall become one flesh. Have you ever seen when we get married? We look like conjoined twins. No, 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 no. The Bible doesn't say they will become one flesh in, the, in that they will become one body. It doesn't say they will become one body. It says they will become one flesh. It also doesn't say they will become one spirit. We don't become one spirit. We become one flesh. Meaning there are transactions that happen in the soulish realm that make us one in the flesh. So when the Bible says the spirit is willing... But the flesh is weak. It's simply trying to say this body is asleep. The spirit is trying everything in its power to make them pray. But this one is so strong. That's the weakness that Jesus meant. It's so strong that it is overpowering this one. So this one cannot express himself on the outside. Are you following? So this one has no... Look, look. Keep pushing him down. Eh? Just sit there. You. 
So, this one, this one is not aware of what's happening. All he knows is that he doesn't like Vakuchechi. And the more he doesn't like Vakuchechi, the more this one grows the flesh. But when the word of God comes, it bypasses the body and the soul and goes and makes the spirit saved. The spirit becomes saved. And the spirit becomes strong. And what begins happening is when this spirit is awakened, when a person is born again, suddenly the power in the spirit now begins coming into the flesh. And there is a desire. Remember, desires are part of the soul. Thoughts are part of the soul. There is now a desire to want to pray. A desire to want to awaken. A decision to go to church. A desire to go and fellowship. An appetite to be part of a discipleship class. It means there's an energy that is coming from the Spirit. Now, the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter number 12, says to everyone is given the measure of faith. That is to mean there is a starter pack. There's an energy that is given when a person just gets saved. That's why some of the most energetic people are the ones who just give their lives to Christ. I remember one time when we had at Unza, I don't know if you remember, there was that time when there was a, a riot and one person stood jumped from Soweto and immediately news went around that the person died from the top floor because there was fire in Soweto. How many? Is it TP? And the person died. Then we said, yeah, we were seated, we were all of us with uh, Apostle Fred. We said, mm, this is bad. But one of them said, a new born again believer said, no, 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 we are going to raise up from the dead. We all looked at him. <laughs> Not that we don't believe. But there's a fire he had. And what we did is we made a circle. And we said, the person is in between here. They will not die. We started going around and praying. Going around and praying. Going around and praying. The story we heard is the person had passed out for some time and came up. We, everyone never knew, but we are, the ones, we, are the one, we are the ones who knew what we did for the person to come up. Because there was one fresh believer. <laughs> so there's fresh energy in a person who just gets saved fresh energy. And sometimes it makes this one squat a bit. Things have changed now. (laughs) Are you seeing what happened? It's like a fresh energy. But then it doesn't last. Because this one has to still grow spiritually. And the only way that this one grows spiritually is by feeding this one new information. When this one is fed new information, this one begins to grow together with this one. And this one begins to change. That's why it says, Romans chapter number 12 says, Do not be conformed by the patterns of this world, but be it transformed, not by the renewing of your spirit. Your spirit is already renewed. The only reason, if this one does not expose himself to the correct information, that wrong information will still make this one grow in the flesh. This one is still saved. But still, Azam Karika pass. Saved, but wrong information. So this one is the one that we have to deal with. The soul is the one where the problem is. So once you are saved, there's no problem here. Here there's no problem, you are going to heaven. Because remember, when you get saved, it's not your body which gets saved. It's not your mind that gets saved. It's your spirit which gets, gets saved. And when your spirit gets saved, you can go and sit down. What happens when your spirit gets saved is uh, 
come. You know salvation? No, 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 no. Only that one person. Body and soul come back. When a person gets saved, it's as if you change them from a man to a woman. Are you seeing that? That's what happens at salvation. The Bible says if any man is in Christ, is a new creation. The Amplified Classic says a new creature altogether. Do you know what new creature altogether means? It doesn't say, see, being born again is not converting. It's not you are Muslim, now you are Christian. No, 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 no. That's converting. Being born again means you were never there. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The Amplified Classic, that's Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. A new creature altogether. Are you saying that this is a new creature? That one has gone. Now, this one is not a new creature. Are you saying that this one has not changed? This one is the same old creature. In other words, when you are saved, we don't see your body has changed. There's not this glorious light and your hair looks purple or something. No, 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 no. Meanwhile, here you have the same mind. You still love your girlfriend. You still love going out. You still have desire to go and write your exams. You still want to go for chills. You still have some music which is nasty, but you listen to it anyway because there are no insults. So there are all those things. <laughs> there are all these things in the soul. The soul has not changed. But here the spirit has changed. And there is initial capacity that is put in the spirit to bring desires here which are holy. But meanwhile, to my desires still, to my desire to To still to my desire to So now he says in Romans number 12, verse 1. Listen to this. This is powerful. Romans 12, verse 2. He says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be ye transformed, not by the renewing of your spirit, but by the renewing of NKJV, of your mind. Now, he also attaches something. He says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove, or that you may test, or that you may experience that which is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. In other words, what he's telling you is, there is the will of God, which you only experience depending on the level to which you upgrade the information that is in your soul or the renewal of your mind. In other words, depending on the damage you do to, do, to, to old information and you bring new ones, you can experience the will of God to that degree. He says you can experience the good will, depending on the, your mind renewal. You can experience the acceptable will or the perfect will. So depending on the information that is coming here, if the information is little, it will, you agree, but you still have to misango. No, I know we are saved, but these things, Vama marriage, God doesn't have to speak to me. I can marry anyone I want. Why? Because there's just someone you like. You just like worldly men. Because you think Christian men are boring. See? So because you think men... You even found a scripture which says, he who finds, if you are a guy. So you're like, that means I can just wake up. No, and you go and look for your own, your own wife. I heard it on the bus. So you can just wake up and go. 
And it may not be because you believe that scripture, because and you think that Christian men, Christian women are boring. But if you are going, you think Christian men are boring. Okay. You will cry like it's funny. Or like it's interesting. So, now what has to happen is this one has to keep feeding this one on correct information. Correct information. And the more this correct information is coming, it's not only benefiting this one, it's strengthening this one. The more the information comes here, the stronger this one becomes. And when this one becomes so strong, the flesh will not be able to, to disobey the word of God. Your mind can be renewed to such an extent that you can think in the spirit, but you're using your soul. Many times people have been told that, oh no, the flesh, the flesh, no, no, no. But you can grow your mind so much that as you are thinking, there are things you are thinking, they are so spiritual because your mind has grown. To the, to, to an ex, but sometimes when God speaks, or coming to God speaking, sometimes when God speaks, you remember when God now speaks, he'll bypass this one. There are two kinds of speeches. There's when, you are, when, when you are listening, for example, to the word of God, it will come to the body. Then it will go to the mind. Then it will settle in the spirit. Are you seeing that? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to think about it, meditate on it, then it will bounce here and then big things will happen in your life. A preacher can do that. But when God is talking to you, he will bypass this one. Bypass this one. And just drop it here. So there's a struggle because at least if the information came like this, you can say, no, I hate it. But then it has skipped this one's ears, this one's ears, and has only landed on this one. So normally that's where the struggle is. When I'm talking to you like this, you can say, when pastor said, I knew it was God talking to me, that one is easier. But when you are walking and then a, a word drops in your spirit, it means there's no outside information. There are no ears used. There's no mind used. It's now working re- in reverse. That means it drops in your spirit and it has to first go into your mind and then jump into your body into manifestation. That one is hard. So God, since God created you first as a spirit, what he does is when he's talking, he'll bypass this one, bypass this one, and talk to this one. That's how God primarily leads his, his children. He speaks to their spirit. He moves their spirit. He communicates to their spirit. You can take your seat. Are you following? I want us to look at this. The Bible says in the book of... This is powerful. Romans chapter number 8 verse... Verse 14. But before that, let's finish off Proverbs 10, verse 27. 20, verse 27. Remember the one we're looking at? Which says, The spirit of man. 20, 27. He says, That part of the human personality which proceeds immediately from God is the kind of the Lord. Let me explain that. Spiritual body, come back. No, the new spirit. Earth <laughs> things are passed away. <laughs> Behold, all things are. Uh-huh. So, 
Now, the spirit of man is there. Now, what this means does not mean God needs a torch to go around to look for someone to, so that he can see using your spirit. No, no, no. It's like when the Bible says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. It doesn't mean when God is happy, that's my strength. Huh? Let me explain that. When the Bible says, the spirit of man is a candle of the Lord, it means the world is dark, but your spirit will be God's candle for you. Huh? It means your spirit is the light of God in you. Your spirit, give it, give it to me in the, in the Amplified Classic. Look at that. It says, So it says, The spirit of man, we skip the parenthesis, spirit of man, the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord. What does it do? So, there is a part of you that can search your innermost parts. It can search your, your soul and your body. But your innermost parts does not just mean things that are part of you. It means including the will of God. Including decisions that you have to make. Including your future. There are all those things which form part of your innermost. And your human spirit is that candle. The reason why they say candle there is because that's, the light, that's one of the brightest things they could use to describe at the time. In this day, we could say the spirit of man is God's light bulb. Meaning, and that light bulb, see, like this. Some of you, the spirit of God is God's floodlight for a human being. And what does it do? It searches. Meaning there's a search engine in your spirit which can set you towards the will of God. It's right there. Are you following me? And the Bible says, take me to the book of Romans chapter number 8, verse 14. One of the things that your human spirit does by the Holy Spirit is this. Romans chapter number 8. First, let's jump to verse 16. Look at this. One of the first things that your human spirit does is this. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. So there's the Holy Spirit. I'm the Holy Spirit in this case. Bears witness not with your body, not with your soul. But what the Holy Spirit does is that he bears witness with your spirit first. That means your soul can refuse. No, you what you did, you can't be a child of God. Your body may not even look like it. But this guy is sleeping. And his conscience is telling him, that you are a child of God, you can't do this. It's because the Holy Spirit is convicting him, even in his sleep, telling him, you are a child of God, you can't do this. You don't belong to this class of behavior. It says the Holy Spirit bears witness. And slowly as you listen to the word of God, everything comes into form. But it's the Holy Spirit which, who bears witness first with your that you are a child of God. So he talks to your spirit. There's a, a conviction. There is a knowing that me, I'm a child of God. You know, sometimes when I'm walking and I'm thinking, what if God came today? I'm like, no, 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 no. We need to do more. There is more Daniel. You know, one time I had this encounter when an angel came to me. And the angel, he loved me. He looked at me and said, ha, the father loves you. He couldn't believe it when he looked at me. He's like, 
it's like he was even saying, it's just you. But the way the Father talks about us, you know, and it's not just because an angel said that. I've always known. The only reason I wouldn't want Jesus to come today is because we need to win souls. We need to depopulate hell and flood heaven. We need to, you, we need to make money and pump it into the gospel. Change the cartoons everyone is watching. Make people, you need, we, we, need, we need to build schools. And in those schools we say, you'll be having mass at, on Mondays, on Sundays, and on Fridays, and it's compulsory. And then we bring Deacon Emmanuel, Deacon Komaki, and they are preaching. Filling people with the, with the Holy Spirit. And it's compulsory. Why? Because you have money. You, we need to, we need, you know what I'm saying? We need, when we are going to heaven... We know that they will clap. They, not just, Mumbu, Lehi, Shondi, Yesu. You don't even want to sing that song because you don't want God to take you as you are. Because eh? too many secrets at your age. Huh? Okay? So that's the reason. But He bears witness with our spirit. So I know me. Look at us. Inside, you know that you're a child of God. That's why when we call for an altar call for you to get saved, there are some of you who are not moved by it. Not because you're afraid people will see you. No, but because you know you're a child of God. How did you know? Your spirit is being born witness by the Holy Spirit that you, you are a child of God. That's the first thing the Holy, the, your human spirit begins to reveal to you. That knowing that me, I'm a child of God. Even if I did this wrong, I, I don't deserve to do this. I don't belong in this place. I don't belong in this club. I shouldn't be doing this in a relationship. That's why a normal Christian, the, normal, the moment that you commit fornication, if it ever happens, normally that relationship does not last. This is the reason why you must make sure you don't do funny things in your relationship. Because if you are dating a Christian, they will, they will blame you for messing up their relationship with God and break up with you. Meanwhile, they are the ones who are saying, oh, just this one. No, that kind of rubbish. So, <laughs> the Spirit bears witness. So if you know you like this person, you don't want to lose them. If they come and prove it, that you love me. I never knew you are a fool. You tell them that. So that's one of the first things that he says. Now, the next thing that he says is this, in verse 14. Are you, are you listening? Now, the next thing he says is this. In verse 16, he says this. In Romans chapter 8, verse 14. That's the one we read. In Romans chapter 8, verse 16, I want you to look at this. He says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are... Now, if you are going to be led by the Spirit, how the Spirit is going to lead you, remember there are two ways. The first way, the first way that is going to, to talk to you, you will hear it here, it will come here, it will come here. But if you have the Holy Spirit leading you consistently, many times it will come here. That's also why the problem is. Because it means it has to come here, then come here. When it comes here, it's easier. Because you heard it, pastor said. Now, when it passes pastor, then it passes a body. Then it goes to the, then it comes here. There's a problem there. Because the way information is communicated here is different from the way it's communicated there. Are you seeing that? But then it says, 
only those, firstly, the Bible says in John chapter number 1, verse 12, but as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become sons of God. That word sons is the word technon, which means you are a biological child of God. It means you've got the nature of God. Now there are many people with the nature of God. Some of them are sinners, but they are saved. I don't know how it works. Some of them lie, but they love Jesus. Some of them are addicted to things, but they are always confessing. They are all children of God. But the Bible says in the book of that word sons now there is not the word technon. It's the word huios, which means those who are mature. She was, the woman of God was given, says, but strong meat is for those who are mature, who by reason of use have exercised their spiritual senses. This one is an entire human being with senses. This one can feel, this one can smell, this one can hear. But not like that one. So meaning this one also has to grow. This one also has to grow. Now this one may have lived in the flesh with this one for 20 years. Then this one is one year old. That means this one has got a lot of catch up to do. To bring this one to full growth. So that this one will not be troubled by this one. But this one will work together with this one. I feel sorry for those who will be listening to this podcast. <laughs> sorry, my mind just went for them. So... <laughs> I'll try to be more specific. And then, so when the Bible says, but as many as are led by the Spirit of God, those who are led by the Spirit, says these are mature sons. These are mature. So meaning, if you can hear God here and act out in your body, it means you've matured, you're a son. I'm a son. Shepherd is also a son. But I'm mature, he is not. We are all human beings, number one. Meaning we are, we are all born of human beings. But him is a baby son. Me, I'm a man's son. There's a difference. Are you seeing that? So growing to maturity means being able to be led by the Spirit. And the way that the Holy Spirit leads children is in their human spirit. Because that is the candle that God uses. The Spirit of God is going to use your human spirit... To lead you. He will speak to your spirit. He will move your spirit. I want you to sit down. I want us to go to the book of... I want you to observe something very interesting. In the book of Matthew chapter 3 verse 13. Matthew chapter 3 verse 13. Observe something interesting. The Bible says... Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And you are coming to me. But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so for now. For thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. When he had been baptized, listen to this, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened. Then he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting, that means sitting on him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. For those who've got the Strong's Dictionary, you will notice that the word son here is not technon. It's not nepios. 
The word son here is huios for those who are mature. And it coincides with, with, with Jewish culture. Because in Jewish culture, what would happen is when a father now wants to adopt his own children as sons, that is to mean if he wants to make them heirs of his inheritance and he wants them to be responsible over the things he owns, he would make a public gathering and then say, now these are my sons. First they were sons, now they are sons. And now he says, those are able to take care of my property. So the word son there, interestingly, is the word huios. It's not the word technon. It's not the word nepios. That means God was saying, because he was able to obey, because he was able to do the will of God and allow himself to be baptized by John, who is in fact lower than him, and understands obedience and the things of God. He says, now this is a son. Meaning there are things that you do that grow you from being a child, that grow you from just being a person biologically born of God, to being a son that God God can entrust with inheritance. And one of them is obedience. But you're still asking questions, should we die or not die? If I don't go to church today, I'm sure the church won't cross. You're struggling with simple things. Very simple things. Struggle, struggle. Habits, struggle, struggle. I was giving you an example. They give you 2,000 kwacha. Keep for your department. They find you with new swag. <laughs> Talking about those who are mature. Now, isn't it interesting? I want you to, to read the, the next verse. Write the next verse. Read it. What does it say? Chapter 4, rather. Verse 1. What does it say? I want us to read it together. Oh. Those who've got the NKJ, if you look at your Bibles, let's read. One, two, three, go. <laughs> Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. Read it. One, two, three, go. Are you seeing that? It says, and Jesus was led by the Spirit. Because he was a son, he could be led. It's not a coincidence. As many as are led by the Spirit, says these are the sons of God. And we see that when Jesus obeyed, immediately he was led by the Spirit. Why was he led? Because now he had qualified to be a son. The whole time up till about when he was set, he was not a son. In other words, he was not, not being led the way he was led this time. Until he was able to obey and do the will of God. And then the Holy Spirit could now lead him. It's not a coincidence. And Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. To be tempted, he didn't question. Because as a son, you, can't, you don't question when God says, do this, you do it. You can be led by the Spirit. You can flow along by the leading of the Spirit. You don't question God. You don't question His Word. You do it because you are a son. You've reached a place where the concern of the kingdom of your father is your business. You don't, say the, you, you don't even just say the kingdom of God. You say, in our kingdom. Oh, yeah. Because you've got responsibility. You just don't say, Pastor Daniel's church. You say, our church. And the, 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 the individual issues of the church are your issues. Because now that kingdom is yours. It just doesn't belong to someone. The ministry just doesn't, just doesn't belong to Pastor Daniel. You are a part of it. 
If you are going to not go to church, think of it. Who is going to help do something? You need to think like me. I can't think about missing church. That thought died. It died and it's been 20 years. You can't even find its place. The bones are gone. <laughs> it's, imagine, I can't think, let me miss it. How? There are some thoughts which must never cross your mind. Never, not once. Then you can be led. You see, obedience is one of those tests for sonship. You can't be a soldier if your capacity to obey has, to disobey has not been broken. Every soldier, one of the things they learn is to obey instructions. And I was watching, I was watching a show where they were training soldiers in the U.S. One of the things they do is first in the first few weeks they scream at them, stand up, and they beat you if you do. You, you hesitate. They do things to you. They do things to you. You know what they are doing? They are renewing your mind. They are removing the civilian, taking it out. You can't, be, you can't have a civilian mindset and be a soldier. No. Imagine the Bible says, and Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. Do you understand how ridiculous that sounds? The Holy Spirit came to him and I'm taking him to the wilderness to be tempted. That's said, dear Lord, I bind you. <laughs> if you are still a civilian, <laughs> I reject. Think of Abraham. God said to him, kill your only son. You see, there are dimensions of servanthood in God that you have to attain if you want to work with God excellently and you don't want to miss your assignment. Do you remember that Ezekiel saw? Ezekiel saw a cherub. And that cherub, you want to see angels, had the face of a human being. The face of an eagle. The face of a lion. Have I left out anything else? And the face of an ox. <laughs> How many are ready to see that angel? <laughs> The face of a human being, the face of a lion, the face of an eagle, and the face of an ox. Where they sit like hooves, right? Four wings and two arms. Aye. <laughs> but that's one being. They are not four, they are, it's one. But that means they have attained dimensions of mankind, number one. They have also attained, the lion is symbolic of dominion. The ego is symbolic of rulership in the sky and sight. But what I wanted to talk about is the ox. Whenever you are training an ox, you've seen those, those cows which are used to plow the land. There's a period which is, it is taken through called breaking. It has to stop being a normal cow. It has to be trained. The moment you do, it has to start moving. They don't question. That means they serve. They work without thinking, without, without talking about it. The moment the, you, you tell that cow, how many have plowed using a cow? Do those cows question you? 
The moment you just, because they've been taken through a process of breaking, you have to force that animal into obedience until it doesn't struggle to obey, it just does it. No wonder they are able to do that amount of work which they do. So those beings have saved God over aeons and ages, and they have learned to obey God without question. That's why sometimes when they see human beings disobeying and God loves them, they are saying, who is mankind that you are so mindful? They, they don't get it. They don't know what it means. <laughs> are you listening to me? And so one of the things that you have to be taken through is breaking. If you are going to be a son, if you are going to be working with God, you obey him many times without thinking. You just do it because God has said it. If it's things that are already written in the way, there's no struggle. If there's a small struggle in your heart, should I do it? Should I? Say, what, Satan, I bind you because this is not in my, in your, in my mindset. You, that's, if we are going to do anything as harvesters this year, we must reach that dimension of obedience. Well, we move at the impulse of instruction. Have you ever heard of a man named Uriah? They killed him and he carried his own instruction for death. That's a true soldier. So it's not about how unfair it was. It was him as a training as a soldier. <laughs> he came home. The, the king wanted to, to, to frame him. He says, go to your wife. He refuses. How can my master, Joab, be fighting? And I'm here sleeping with my wife. He refused. He sat outside. His wife is inside. He sat outside. He didn't drink anything. He didn't sleep with his wife. And then the king said, okay, get this letter. And in the letter were the instructions. This boy who was bringing this letter, put him in front of the wall where he's most fierce. And he closed it and says, take it to Job. He never opened it. When Job received that instruction, he looked at it and he connived with the king. They took Uriah, put him in front where the war was fiercest and they killed Uriah. That's a true soldier. <laughs> That's how we obey. We just do it because God does. But at least you are serving a God who is not malicious. Hallelujah. You can't be a civilian and be a servant. You need to have the face of an ox, broken, willing to go an extra mile to do the will of the, of the master. Hey, are you listening to me? That is sonship. Somebody says sonship. Now, look at this. So Jesus was laid up. But I want you to look at another thing. The Bible doesn't say Jesus was spoken to by the Holy Spirit. In other words, he probably just had a desire to go to the mountains. And he knew this side where I'm going, things are going to be bad because I'll be assaulted by the enemy. There were just desires. There were feelings of going to pray for 40 days that the Holy Spirit was putting in him. And it was so heavy that those who, who, who interpret this scripture say he ran into the desert, into the wilderness, to go and be tempted. That's how quick he was to respond to the leading of the Spirit. Someone say, I'm quick. To respond to the leading of the Spirit. You see why I'm very fast when talking? Because I've got so much information to give you. And I don't want it. I don't want the, the series to prolong. Because some, there are some exciting stuff I want to take you to. Some more exciting stuff I want to take you to. Hallelujah. Now, look at the book of Luke chapter 2 verse 25. At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. Luke 2.25. 
He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him. Have you noticed that? Who was upon him? And the Holy Spirit had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day, the Bible says the Spirit led him to the temple. Have you noticed again the Bible does not say the Spirit spoke to him? You see, when it comes to leading, many times when the Spirit is leading you, many times it will not be through a voice. You will feel a movement to go to a certain place. You will feel an urge to pray. You will feel a desire to give someone money. You just suddenly know the thing to do. And many times when you do it and you see the result, then you realize, wait, that was the Holy Spirit. And that grows you because it means your senses have now been exercised. So next time you will feel that feeling again, or you'll be moved in that direction, you will know that when this happens like this, the Holy Spirit is leading me. So through experience, the Bible says, strong meat is those who through exercise, who through experience have exercised. An exercise is normally when you're doing godliness or if you want to do cardio or any of that gym stuff, it just don't go once and stop. Many times you go back. Many times you go back. Many of you will have to learn to be alone. Not always with your friends. Sometimes you need to be alone. You pray, you pray, you sleep, you wait. You dream, you write. You, you have to bring yourself to a place where you can be led by the Spirit. No one will force you. If you don't, your flesh will become strong and your spirit will become weak. As a Christian, and you know what those Christians are called? They are called carnal Christians. Say, I refuse to be a carnal Christian. You see, this thing, eh? People have married wrongly because of this. Not being able to listen to the leading of the spirit. People have invested wrongly. You give money to someone to invest for you. You're about to give someone 20,000, unless you're very rich. You're about to give someone 20,000. Pray about it. Then afterwards, observe yourself. Sometimes there will just be this joy. You just feel a joy about doing it. That joy is a language. God is telling you, go ahead and do it. Guy has been pursuing it, pursuing it. He doesn't look like he's got it. But after some time, there's just a peace about it. There's just a, you have peace about it. You know he's the one. The Spirit is leading you like that. You didn't like his face at first, <laughs> but, <laughs> but as you go on now, you can, it's making sense. You see, we are trying to train Christians who can be led by the Spirit. Some of you, you are in institutions, God wants to lead a lot of people to Christ. But you are too focused, too focused on school. What is school ready for once again, are you listening? That's how it works. That's how it works. That joy is a language. Emmanuel, you are listening. That joy is a language. It's a language, Audrey, you are listening. It's a language. Munana, <laughs> right? I got your name. Okay. That's how it works. It's a language. So you've not trained yourself to be joyful. Every time you have cursed. It will be hard for you to be led by the Spirit. Because through joy, joy is a language. Peace is a language. 
You are just not at peace with this thing. Just not at peace. He says, he says, he was led by the Spirit to go. He was led by the Spirit to go into the temple. You can be led by the Spirit to go into the market. <laughs> and as you go there in the market, the man who's supposed to marry you is there. Just like that. You can be led to sit at a certain place. <laughs> and as you sit on that specific place, the CEO supposed to employ you is there. You can sit in a specific place. One time there was a meeting I went for, Gospel Envoys. I was confused in first year because I didn't know whether I'm supposed to study law or not. I wasn't making the best grades. Uh, the friend who was discouraging me would fail together. I even stopped playing with him. Things were just not making sense. I didn't know what to do. They invited me. Now, if you know Gospel Envoys, when they invite you, you will go. They will be on you till you go. <laughs> So they invited me. So I just went much Fukushi. I sat there, I said, am I supposed to be here? But when I sat here, there was just a peace. And as I sat there, suddenly, the man of God had not yet even come. I heard the Holy Spirit say, you will study law. Now, that word had the capacity also to shift my destiny. Because I was led to go to a place. There was no voice, but I was led. You will never be lost again in the name of Jesus. You can be making a business. I know of a millionaire. Back in the 50s, I was reading a story. And one man of God was asking him, how are you so rich? He said, every time I'm about to make a decision to invest, he invested in many things, I would take three days to pray. And I would be waiting for that leading. When I feel that peace in my heart, then I knew. And every time I did it, I realized... I have succeeded. Not it is an eighty thousand. Did you pray about it? You see, you don't know that God can lead you. You are not convinced. You feel like, how will I know? You see, this thing I'm telling you, eh? it's for everyone, even you leaders of the church. You, this thing you must know. It has saved me a lot of trouble. This thing. It's also cost me a lot of trouble. This thing. I will not talk about the, <laughs> the troubles. Are you listening to me? Life-threatening decisions because you're just leading. You don't do that. Where's the Holy Spirit? One time, the Lord appeared to Kenneth Hagin and he told him, this thing of leading you in your heart is how I'm going to lead you the rest of your life would be telling me, oh, they are getting this job, this would be well. you know, just be here preaching, preaching, looking at people. Why? Because the Spirit did not permit me to work at the time. He didn't permit me. But when I started working, firstly, because I was used to not working, so I said, am I not making a wrong decision? So I remember praying. I prayed, prayed, prayed about this, because I needed to know what God is saying. You know why I prayed? Because I believe God can talk to me. You know why you don't pray about your decisions? You don't believe God will speak to you. And you need to change that. Because if you, imagine if you knew you could just say, Hi God, then he would tell you, you'd be doing it. But the reason why this word is coming to you is so that you can come into that place of faith where you know that when I pray, God will speak to me. There is a way. Maybe someone will just talk to me and it will make sense. Maybe I'll have a dream and it will make sense. And I remember I prayed, I prayed. And in this dream, I had two dreams. 
One man of God came and said, How are you? Man of God, I love so much. So I was thinking, he's going to talk to me and tell me I'm going far with this project. Then all he told me, Why am I seeing this word, my Lord, my Lord, on your head? And then immediately in the dream, the Holy Spirit said, Tell him because you are a lawyer. Then I said, Oh, because I'm a lawyer. When I wake up, when I woke up, brother, I knew God wants me to practice now. Again, I was in this, in this law firm. It was a hospital of some sort. And one man said, no, he's got this problem. He needs me to operate on him. Then he refused. He said, you can't operate on me because ah, you just don't look like I can trust you. So one of my colleagues came to try and convince this man. No, Daniel is, is one of the best anesthetians we've ever seen. Now, in the dream, I was confused because I don't remember studying this stuff. In the dream, I was aware that <laughs> I'm not a doctor. It, so it was confusing because when I looked outside, it was a medical institution. I was like, hi. And then these people, I had all my degrees there. I had studied medicine. It didn't make sense. In my dream, I was lost. And then, all of a sudden, she mentioned that, oh, he's also a pastor. The moment he, she mentioned that, the man was very comfortable for me to operate on him. Then I woke up. And then immediately understood the meaning of the dream. God was basically saying, don't worry, keep practicing. Because your practice and you being a pastor is something I want to use both of them at once for the period. You see that? And the good thing is that the dream was so coded and it needed interpretation. Those are the ones I love. Because sometimes if I just dream, God is telling me, you shall be this. Maybe I can say, oh, okay, I'm thinking about it. But when you realize you have to dream, then the Lord gives you understanding. Those are, those are I love those. That's just me. Anyways. Amen. So what I'm saying is God will always lead you. You don't have to be alone. You don't have to doubt that he's going to do it. He will do it. Somebody say, God will lead me. So God did not permit me at that point to practice. He did not permit me. He did not, I would just feel like, no. He didn't tell me, don't do it. I would just feel every time I would go, like I'm about to make a mistake. So I just stayed back. Preached, preached. Help people go spiritually. Then afterwards, he now permitted me to do it. Hallelujah. So the Bible says the Holy Spirit did not permit them. Alright? Now, let's end here. Please be upstanding. Working with God, part two, I want you to write, I want you to write down, being led by the Spirit, that's the title, being led by the Spirit, working with God, part two, brackets, being led by the Spirit, full colon, the inward witness, then close brackets, so, Working with God, part two, open brackets, being led by the Spirit, with capital S, full colon, the inward witness, close brackets. Just counter check with your friends and make sure you wrote the correct stuff.
Okay, you are convinced that you wrote the right stuff? <laughs> you need to be. You see, we are getting into days and times where even the amount of demonic activity on the earth is so high. The Bible says, in the last days, some shall depart out of the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits. Those spirits were not really there in the number that they are today. He was talking about what will happen in the last days. Meaning the amount of leadings that are demonic that have been removed from the earth are so high that we must depend on the Holy Spirit personally. Don't think about your friends. Up by yourself. These are the days that we are living in. We'll finish with inward witness part two next week. And also, I want to really look at peace and how God uses it to move us. Hallelujah. I want you to begin praying. Begin to pray for yourself. That your capacity to be led by the Spirit is high. At every point in your life, I want you to say, I submit to the leading of the Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I am they that are led by the Spirit. When the Bible says, for as many as are led by the Spirit, you put your name there as you pray. For because